you can't tell the story of hip-hop without mentioning that party. You know the one. The back-to-school jam thrown at 1520 Cedric Avenue in the Bronx on August 11, 1973. Every year around that date, copies of the original flyer flood social media feeds. People share stories about the first time they heard the music, as well as their favorite albums, artists, songs, and videos. Anniversary parties are thrown across the globe. Panel discussions are held to reflect on how far hip-hop has come. And people do just about anything else you can think of to celebrate the culture. It was on that day that the legendary DJ Cool Herc spun a back-to-school party, emceeing and playing the breaks, or B-beats of songs, the heavily percussive portions that encourage people to dance, or dance longer. DJs built upon Herc's technique, with the late Robert Ford Jr. noting in his 1978 Billboard article, B-beats bombarding Bronx, that other Bronx DJs have picked up the practice, and now B-beats are all the rage all over the borough and the practice is spreading rapidly. By the late 1970s, DJs were releasing 12-inch records that would allow people to rap over the beat. Hip-hop took off, and the cultural movement that emerged during the 1970s in New York City among African-American, Caribbean, and Latino kids who lived in the South Bronx was on its way to becoming the mainstream, global, multi-billion dollar business we see today in festivals, platinum records, books, movies, fashion, and parties. Hella parties. The first official one. The reason I say official is that hip-hop and its elements existed long before the party. August 11th, 1973 is just the official date attached to it. We'll talk about this more in the next chapter. The first official one, the anniversary of which we celebrate as hip-hop's birthday, was planned and promoted by Cindy Campbell, Herc's younger sister. Yep, you heard that right. The catalyst for that function is a story pretty much all of us can relate to. Back to school time. And back to school time means back to school clothes. And getting back to school clothes means having the money to buy them. But as Cindy Campbell recounted to multimedia journalist, DJ, and hip-hop historian Davey D in a 2010 interview, the money she was making working at the Neighborhood Youth Corps wasn't cutting it when it came time to go down to Delancey Street to Copper Fitz. The solution? Throw a party in the rec room at 1520 Cedric Avenue and charge for entry, drinks, and food. After all, you gotta look fly on the first day of class, right? Campbell was a teenager and therefore not old enough to rent the room herself. So she put up the $25 rental fee and had her dad sign for it. To cover music, she recruited her brother Clive, famously known as DJ Cool Herc, to DJ the party. Herc already had his own sound system that he kept in his room. He also had experience playing at parties, even helping their dad at events he was booked for. Kidding him to spin at the party was a no-brainer. Food and drinks were purchased from a local wholesale store, flyers for their function were written on note cards, and during a conversation with MC Debbie D in 2017, Campbell said she was able to get a bunch of the cards because she was on the student council at her high school. I have no idea how she was able to get into the school during the summertime, but that's just a testament to her determination. As her last order of business, Cindy purchased a bunch of slow jam records for her brother to play at the party to encourage some dancing between a bunch of her girlfriends and the dudes they liked at the time. When August 11th rolled around, ladies paid 25 cents and guys paid 50 cents to enter. 
Inside the rec room were adults from the community, including Cindy's parents, who were not only chill enough to let their daughter throw a party under their supervision, but also made sure everyone was safe and taken care of. There were also bathrooms for partygoers to use, a kitchen where Cindy's mom prepared the food, and a separate room where Herc was set up on the ones and twos. There was also a buddy system in place to ensure that nobody walked out by themselves. If you were trying to get some wild stuff off, you had to leave and go down the street to do it. No nonsense was allowed at this function. And when the last song ended and the last person walked out of the rec room at around 4 a.m., the party had seen about 300 guests. 